Hey everybody, William here and Sarah. And we just need to let you know that we are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with Remax Results, a good life group. And that's our legal disclaimer. Hey everybody, William here. And today we're speaking with my buddy, Joe, from polar bears to leukemia. Yeah, it's going to be a ride. And you know, that was a funny thing too when I was at Methodist. You know, a lot of the nurses and doctors didn't know who I was. And it's not like I'm anyone famous, but... You know, they would watch people walking from nine in the morning to nine o'clock at night. I'm like, is he like some sort of like baseball player or something? Are you, are you selling <laughs> drugs out of your out of your room? Welcome to Life Behind the Highlight Reel, the podcast that takes things beyond the curated life we all see online. Join hosts Sarah and William Huffman as they dive in with their friends to talk about the good and the hard things that come with a real, not perfect, life behind the highlight reel. <laughs> Hey everybody, William here, and Sarah, and Dina, and Jojo Tough, Woo! Jojo Tough, it's so. So we were, we had the, we had Joe over to our office in Loring Park. Actually, this was like right before the pandemic hit when Will started doing Saturday, like morning masterminds, Sa- Saturday morning masterminds, mm-hmm. mindset Saturdays. Oh. That's what it was. It yes. was Mindset Saturdays. Yeah. Mindset right. Saturdays. And um, it, was, it was something that Will was just starting off. And one of our first one of our first few guests was you, Joe. Yes, I remember that. And yep. you I zoomed remember. in because you were He's at, at a hotel. Hotel U of M. That's yep. right. <laughs> That's right. Yep. I was uh, right before I left for Seattle. No, no. Yep. It was before the pandemic, right? Yeah. Yep. So I was actually... Uh, I came back from Seattle and I was going in for my second bone marrow transplant with my yeah. sister. We're going to so get there. We're going to get there. Yeah. We'll get yeah. That. yeah. So we got, that memory. We got a long road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was such an awesome experience having you there. Like, even though it was on Zoom, but you were there and telling your story. Yep. That at the time, I don't think that was, I don't even know where that recording went. Oh, we still have it. I still have it. It's in my Zoom. Really? Yeah. Oh, that might be really cool to revisit. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to have you on our podcast because this is like our podcast is called Life Behind the Highlight Reel. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we see a lot of things on what, with what's going on in your life from the highlight reel. Right. <laughs> right. But I mean, that was um, like two and a half years ago and there's Correct. a lot happened since. Oh, so, so much. Before we jump in to your story of like your health story, let's kind of jump in well before that. Who is Joe? All right. We're gonna go Where back. were you born? We're gonna go back in time. Yes. All right. So I'm in the year 2000. Uh, should we go back to 1981? There we go. Yeah. 1981. Let's start there. Right yeah. When I was first born, so I was born out in um, a town called Deerfield, Illinois, which is about uh, 30 minutes just north of the of Chicago. Oh, okay. But I always tell people I'm from the Chicago area because no one knows where. Deerfield is, but if I say Walgreens corporate, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, isn't that from around that area?" Like, yes, yes, we have Walgreens corporate over there in Deerfield. Well, okay, I mean, you got to be known for something. And we're also when uh, the Bulls were, uh, they had their practice facility in our town, so we'd see like Michael Jordan and all them fans. Really and cool. And then wow. Phil Jackson's boys went to high school with. And uh, my, so it was, it was really cool to have them. And then when they won the, the championships, they would you know, drive their bus through town. And we're all like waving and doing like a parade, like, go Bulls, Bulls, go Bulls. Or we're waiting outside, the, yeah. waiting outside of the, um, uh, the practice facility. We're going to need to make get, sure you speak oh, right into it. And trying to get <laughs> autographs from like Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen or whoever. 
and it was really cool. And then uh, when Dennis Rodman came around, we were like, what? Oh, that'd Dennis be a Rodman. great freak show. That'd be oh, awesome. That oh, man is a genius. Oh, we met him. My mom and I were at a Jewel Osco, which is a grocery store. And he, it was right when he was new in town. And my mom You was saw like, Dennis Rodman at the Jewel? Yeah. Jewel, Jewel Osco at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like 16 years old. And my mom goes, I think he plays for the Bulls. I go, Mom, that's Dennis Rodman. And he looks at her, and she looks at him. He's like, hi. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so sorry, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Big D. Sorry, Big D, yeah. Yeah. And so. Which, which big, we've got Dennis and, isn't your mom's name Diane? Diane. So when you're like, oh, Big D, D. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm like, which one are you talking about? No, no. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it was funny. So we would see all, and then the, um, the bears, uh, the bears, uh, we're down the road over in uh, Lake Forest doing their practice facility. So we'd see Bears and and Cubs. I mean, uh, Bulls players around town. Yeah. So, but so uh, how long did you live there then? So I lived down there for 17 years, and then. Um, so you grew up in Illinois. Well, I did for 17 years, but I lived. I grew. I'm, I've been here in Minnesota for 22 years. Coming July. Okay. So the longest I've been here. But I moved here to Buffalo, Minnesota, which is about a half hour north or west of here, Maple Grove. I don't think Dennis Rodman types are shopping out in Buffalo. No, no, not, not <laughs> even Minnesota. Like I'm not sure he's even been to Minnesota. Yeah, but uh, just to beat the wolves, right? And the reason why we we moved up here, so my dad, he's a civil engineer, and his company that he worked for called STS actually used to have an uh, office right down the road here, um, and so he got promotion on that and. So, like, for example, what he does right now, he builds uh, bridges, and um, he's up in Duluth right now working on the 35 up there. You're skipping a bunch of stuff oh, here. Right. You're skipping. You're skipping. So, Sorry. where'd you go to? No, you're, no. See, because I want to know some stuff here. So, what was the high school you went to? Buffalo High School. I went to, Deer, well, so, in Illinois? Yeah. So, I went to Deerfield, Illinois. Yeah. Um, I went to Deerfield High School sure, for know, seven for 17 years. Okay. Well, what was their mascot? A warrior. Fighting warriors. Fighting that, warriors. That works out well. Yeah. Wow. For well, the, but like, yeah. a, like a Trojan warrior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Fighting Trojan warriors. Yep. So we're the Trojan <laughs> warriors and then moved out to Buffalo, Minnesota my senior year. Again, we were Buffalo bisons. Yep. The fighting bisons. Right. Yes. Yep. And so. See, you can't, you can't deprive me of my, my little shticks here. Yeah. Every, every time. Just wait till we get this to the sound part. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, fi- the fighting bisons. Yeah. So is it just you, or are you only no, child? Or? No, I'm a middle child of three. Okay. Um, so my sister, she's uh, two years older than I am, and then my brother's three years younger than I am, but we moved up here when I was a senior in high school. My brother was a freshman, so we moved out to Buffalo, and then my mom and dad moved up here as well, of course. Obviously. Yep. And then yep. five years later, my sister moved up here to Minnesota from Chicago. Because she was a okay. couple years older, so she would have been 19. Was she in college? Uh, yep. So... Yeah, so we, I was, yeah, she was 19, and then, like, like I said, she moved up here when she was, like, 21, or no, hold on, when she was about 23, 24. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So you had graduated from Buffalo, and then what did you do next? I went to college at North Hennepin over there in Brooklyn Park. I uh, did about two years over there, just getting my generals out all the way, and then I worked and learned a lot of things. I uh, built pole barns three days a week out in Buffalo area, and then um, also Coached and taught kids how to swim at Fast Swim School over here in Maple Grove. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. From okay. When I was 21 till about 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, started working for True Green right around that age afterwards. Yeah. 
So I didn't go far. We went to uh, from one side of thirty to the other side of thirty. Yeah. Up to eighty-one there. <laughs> so I didn't make it far. You adventurous son of a biscuit, you. Yes. So some people might wonder how in the world is Joe talking to Will and Sarah? You mentioned Turfco, uh, not Turfco. True, True Green. Green. True Green. So I met Will. Funny story. Uh, make a long story short. I was going in for my second interview. <laughs> it was in 2010. Yeah. And um, like I, so got, I, was, I got I got written up this day too. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was going for my second interview and there's Will on the phone standing up just cursing out a customer. <laughs> <laughs> just not changed much. <laughs> no. It, and all of a sudden and here, here comes you know Tim our manager and I think it was oh, Mike. Is no no. Was, was, was it still Tim? It, it, it was, was Tim. Tim. It was Tim. It yeah. was Tim. Yeah. And at, like so I'm going for a second interview and they're supposed to be, you know, professional about their jobs and what we do. And all of a sudden there's Will. And then. Yeah, we keep it PG-13 so we cannot repeat what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and so Tim's like, meet me in my office. And he's like, yes, sir. Yeah, I, t- I totally knew. I totally knew I was and busted. And then after that, I got the job. Yeah. I, actually, I walked in and there's this guy sitting there with the boot on his leg. And I'm thinking, this guy's going to be worthless. We door knock, and he has a busted leg, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I had, yeah. yeah, that's right. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, I got in a fight with the polar bear. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. all right, this dude's in. That's such a weird response. You're my friend. He's my homie. Like, I'm down. Yeah, and then Tim was giving him a tour of the bullpen area, and I, we had kiosks, and and I, I was dropping the Effenheimers heavily. Oh, heavily. Yeah, it was great. Will yeah. Huffman. Yeah. Okay, so that's how you and Will became friends. Friends, yes, yes, absolutely. And the rest is history. Correct. Well, there's so much history. <laughs> so much barbecues. Yeah, so much. Yeah, hanging out, all that shenanigans. Stuff. Yep. There's probably so much that I don't even know, uh, and I probably shouldn't know. No, let's just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Will was a rowdy fella. Back. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say it was? Yeah, <laughs> I think he still is. Yeah, well, thank, I, thank I think you. your level of rowdy back when Joe was working with you at True Green. Oh, is we used to rip some shit up, like this level the, of rowdy. Yeah, that's well, here nor there. Yeah, no, that was that was good stuff, Maynard. So, um, <laughs> Man, I want to, I want to. So, like, um, before I met you, and like now, like, what do you do for fun? Like, what are your hobbies? Oh my gosh, everything. I've, I've in my. That's true. I believe you when you say yeah. everything. If, if, if to know Joe is to know that Joe knows freaking everybody. And weirdly, yeah, from, yeah. I mean, you literally crashed our wedding. Yeah, I guess. Yes, yeah. Sarah had well, no idea who you were. Well, I did. Well, you did a Facebook invite for anyone to come to our wedding. So, and of course, Joe showed up because that's what he does. Yeah. He shows up. I do. I do show up. And you know, that's funny. They, we were talking about that with my mom about how I just show up. You show up. That's what you do. Yeah. I might be late sometimes, yeah. but I show up. Is Joe going to be there? Yeah, more than likely, he's yeah. everywhere. Did he get an invite? He'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there. <laughs> he heard it through the grapevine. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. But uh, like I said, I, what I like to try to learn a lot of things. In my 22 years, I've done a, uh, over here in Minnesota, like I've done a lot of hunting and fishing and still want to continue on doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also I, in the past couple summers, I've learned how to do um, wake surfing. Um, and so that's been a lot of fun from Buffalo to around here um, on some of the lakes around the Maple Grove Pulaski area. or? Um, no, Maple Lake area. Okay, Maple yeah. Lake. Yeah. And yep. then also uh, on Medicine Lake. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Medicine, oh, that's shallow. So we probably get some big waves there. Yes. Yeah, so no, if you get out in the middle there, you're fine. Okay. You know, so, but uh, just learning that stuff and it's just like learning new things. I mean, why not give it a shot? Like, yeah, it might look hard, but. Uh, just I try. I just try. So. Mm-hmm. 
So your dad's a civil engineer. Yep. Uh, what does your mom do? What do your siblings do? Um, so my mom right now, she's been an amazing, amazing five-year caretaker for me. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, and she, before I got sick five years ago, coming up next week, Wednesday, when I first got sick, uh, she was in, um, and what I was doing too was interior and exterior landscaping. Mm, okay. So say yep. for example, your office, you guys wanted some tropical plants around here, would come in here, install them, make them look pretty, and then have a technician water, clean them, yada, yada. And then we do that literally all season long and then put Christmas decorations up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I also was working at uh, uh, Cabela's up there in Rogers. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of people would see me as well. But uh, and then, like I said, my brother, he's in computer software sales. And so he works for um, Office Depot. And so he sells computer software. And then my sister, she is a teacher at Montrose uh, Middle School. Oh, right on. And then also works at the Applebee's in Buffalo on uh, Thursdays and the weekends. I'm bougie like Applebee's. Yeah. I bet she hates that song. Uh, I think she does. Yeah, we should de- we should definitely play that as our intro and dedicate it to her. Yeah, no. Okay, okay. She might find some humor out of it, but I'm sure yeah. she hears a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, right? That's awesome. All right, so... Um, so, Joe, you mentioned something is an anniversary next week. It's been five years. When I was first diagnosed, June 15th. Wow. So, tell us... Um, a little bit about like leading up to June 15th. All right. Um, so again, I was doing internal external landscaping and we were working down in, um, actually it happened on Thursday morning. I was house sitting dogs in for a friend and I fell asleep on their couch and it wasn't the most comfortable couch either. So when I woke up on that Thursday, the week before I got sick, um, actually today would have been the first day when I kind of figured something was wrong with me, oh but I thought gosh. I had a cramp in my rib. And so I was like, oh, all right. And I was working indoor in an AC place. And it was a super hot day. It was like 90 degree day. And so but I was working indoor um, for an- at uh, Anderson Windows at their, one of their corporate spots mm-hmm. um, over there in Oak Park, I think it is, for Stillwater there. Yep. And um, that's a big old mall. And usually it takes me about three hours. It took me about five, five and a half hours to do. And everyone over there all knows me, and they're like, Joe, you're sweating bad. Like, are you, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, why are you sweating so bad? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just hot in here. Like, it's AC in here. And so I'm like, I don't know. But like I said, it took me forever. And then later on, I got the job done, and then I went to um, a friend of mine's daughter's grad party over here in Maple Grove. And I was like, you, you look bad. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. You look like shit, Joe. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm like, I'm, I feel fine. I feel great. But uh, and then uh, went home, and then Friday I went to work. We're working outdoors at, down in Minnetonka, and uh, and I worked a half day. But the guy, one of the guys on the crew, was like, "Joe, you look like crap again. Like, just go go home." So I went home and I slept for twelve hours straight. Mm. But in between that, though, I was I woke up to a puddle of sweat. Huh. And again, I had my AC on, so it shouldn't have been like hot. It should have been like freezing. But yet, I had a puddle of sweat not thinking I should have checked my temperature. And so I went in, or I went take a shower, cool off, woke up again, same thing, and then Saturday morning, I worked at, at um, uh, Cabela's, and I ended up working half day, and, and my manager over there is like, Joe, you look like crap, you're taking half day, and, and then taking Sunday off. So I'm like, all right, fine. So Sunday comes, and, and we, it was a year, five years ago, when there was that big storms that blew through, like Coon Rapids and Blaine. Yes. And oh, yeah, thing. the big hailstorm, yeah. yeah. When they were like, chunks like yeah. that big yeah and so 
um, one of my good friends lives in St. Louis Park, and I live in New Hope. And she's, she's like, "Hey, let's." Uh, her name's Ina. She's like, "Joe, let's have a Sunday fun." I'm like, "Ina, one, there's a storm going on. Two, like I'm sicker than a dog." She's like, "You never say that." I'm like, "I know, but I feel sick." She's like, "Well, I'm gonna take an Uber because my power's out. Do you mind if I come over?" I'm like, fine. So she comes over. And she's like, "Hey, I brought lunch. Have you eaten?" I'm like, "No, I haven't eaten for four days because I also felt bloated on my right side mm-hmm. and didn't know why." Mm-hmm. So. Um, so she brought some stir fry and I kind of gobbled a little bit of that and yada yada and then she's like oh what's wrong I'm like I don't know like it's not the flu it's something else I'm not sure what so then of course I went to the deep end and said hey let's let's look up the the sea world she goes the sea world I'm like yeah cancer world she's like you really want to go that route I'm like it's not the flu it's not anything I can think of like let's take a look so I web MD myself oh lord you went to Dr. Google I sure did and so I um, went and looked at like liver cancer, even though I don't drink much, you know, but I'm like maybe the year, all the years it just caught up or something. No, it says your liver's on your, on your right or on your left side. So I'm like, all right, definitely was not brain cancer. And then I'm like, okay, it's not testicle cancer. What, what kind of cancer could it be? I'm glad we covered the, the, the I'm glad we covered brain, testicle and, and liver. So we're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, I can't think of anything else. So then Monday comes around the corner, and so you you wait even longer still. Yep. Okay. Well, at any th- point have you let your mom know that you're doctor googling cancer? Nope. Okay. No, no. She would have had his ass into the hospital right. five days ago. Yeah. So I felt fine the next morning and went to work, and no one's still telling me I look like crap. But just, you know, toughed it out. And then Tuesday, same thing. And then Wednesday, she's like, my mom was my was my boss at the time. And she's like, I made a half day for you. You're taking your own truck. I got some deliveries for you along the way. And I've got an appointment for you at the Minnetonka Fairview. Um, and if you don't show up, I'm going to fire you. I'm like, all right, fine, fair. Boss. So, so yeah, so she put the boss on. Yeah. And so I made my deliveries and showed up to the Fairview. And we did, um, again, this is on the 14th. Um, and we did a, a scan. My spleen was enlarging. Your spleen helps you filters out things. And your spleen should be up that size. Your fist mine was two fist size. So if they exploded, I would have been dead. And then we did some blood work and come find out my platelets. Now your platelets help you clot. Mm-hmm. And the lowest it should be is 145,000 milliliters to 450,000 milliliters. And mine was at 6,000. So that means if I had a bloody nose or a cut on my fingers, blood to death and died. And so she's like, the, the doctor, again, being a, a clinic, she's going to tell me what was wrong. But she knew it was wrong. And so she gave me a list of hospitals, and I picked Methodist Hospital because it's right up the road. And I was selfish because I knew there was going to be another storms coming, and I just got a new truck. And so, and, and, and they Meth- have a parking lot that's covered. Correct, <laughs> correct. And how the hell do you know that? I know my local hospitals will. Moving on, yeah. I apologize for my outburst. <laughs> so um, I checked in over there, and um, and then told my mom where I was at. And then she's like, all right, I'll see you the next day. So in between that, I was doing a bunch of blood work, and my arms looked like I was a heroin addict because they were green, purple, just gross looking because my platelets were so low. So the 15th comes around at 9 o'clock in the morning. I met my doctor's name. was Dr. Zilla. Um, here I was, oh, by the way, I'm 40 now, and I was diagnosed at the age of 35 with leukemia ALL. And so he comes in and says, hey, um, my name is Dr. Zilla, and he's like 42 at the time, and I'm 35. And... He, right away told me that I was diagnosed with leukemia, ALL. I go, ooh, that's a blood cancer. 
He goes, how do you know that? And he's like, you're taking this news pretty well. So I told him I did the WebMD. He's like, that's kind of screwed up, but everyone seems to do that. And so I gave myself a heads up. But I'm like, he goes, how do you know about uh, leukemia? I'm like, well, my cousin right now, um, she's fighting for her life. Um, and it was Chelsea out in uh, Pittsburgh Hospital. So uh, I'm very well known and, and been supporting her through her little battle. And so he's like, oh, that's crazy. But, you know, it's good that you're supporting your cousin on that. But, yeah, this is what you have. And then five minutes later, my mom comes walking in. She's like, hey, what's going on? And I go, mom, I pull up a chair. I go take a seat. And I'm like, this is Dr. Zella. Um, he's going to be our new, and uh, I've got cancer. And she's like, what? Hmm. I'm like, I've got cancer. She's like, what, what kind of cancer? I'm like, same kind of cancer that Chelsea has, leukemia. And we had a big cry-out moment for about five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. you know. And then um, afterwards, I kind of wiped away the tears and said, hey, Doc, how long do you think I will be here? He goes, a, a month to two months. Mm-hmm. I go, all right. And Hold on. We yep. say here as in, in the hospital. Correct. Okay. You weren't, okay. You weren't yeah. going home. I saw your I, face there. I was like, what? No, in the, I'm sorry. In the hospital. In, in the hospital. Okay. I'm sorry. In the hospital. Okay. I, I, I have Methodist. some questions here. Okay. I know leukemia is a blood cancer, um, and there are different types of it, correct? Correct. I mean, it can be, in, in my five years, I've had it float around to be just about everything, anything from tumors clamoras to yeah you name it because spoiler alert you've now you this have, isn't your story tell joke no 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 no, 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 no he has questions because i fine I, I want to like i've had conversations but i want to really understand it because i know it i just don't know if i understand everything right. so and spoiler you've survived beat the shit out of leukemia Three times? Five. Five. Five times. Five times. And you've had how many bone marrow transplants? Fifty. Oh, I mean, hold on. Um, transplants, two. What, what, what did you have 50 times? Uh, bone marrow biopsies. Those are another story. Holy and shit. those are really painful. Okay, hold yeah. on. Back up. Five times. And this is the first time. And I think you're taking it better than anybody could possibly imagine i mean but this is just kind of you though so it doesn't shock me you took it this way yep but i mean i I literally gave myself a heads up before before there's something going on there like the the, the the universe was talking to you oh the universe was god was talking to me yeah hey like you're sicker than you know it yeah go go get yourself look at guy you know and over the past five years a lot of things in my five years which I didn't realize is happening now or mm-hmm. has happened two, three, four years ago or medicines that I was on is now making sense why I'm a diabetic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's really crazy. So yes, the universe yeah. right now. Universe, God, whatever you want to say, you say what you want to say, yep. man. That's awesome. Like, So you go in, you're diagnosed with leukemia, you and your mom. A-L-L, and A-L-L stands for? Acute lymphomic uh, leukemia. Thank you. That's what I was going to ask. Acute, uh, which, which, what does acute mean again? Um, doesn't matter. Yeah. L- lymphomic, that, yeah. so that's. So it, so it could be a, a cancer of literally like your, your, your body, of your blood. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Crazy. It's everywhere. Yeah. And, um, so 10 minutes, cry fast. Okay, suck it up, Mom. We, 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 I, we got a I, battle here. Yep, and I pulled my, my big boy pants up and said, yeah. if we're going to be here for two months, I'm going to have fun. And they both looked at me like, what? Of course you you want to have 
fun? Of course you did. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, da- I'm like, does dad have his beanbag set? And it was a brand new room. It was a big, big room too as well. And my mom's like jumping on. She's like, oh my gosh, you know they got wheels on. They got break or they got um, they, we can they got wheels on these beds. We can move the beds around. We can definitely play bags in here. And my doc, our new doctor, Zilly's like looking at us all crazy. Like we normally like to have our patients rest around here. And she's like, oh uh, yeah, he doesn't rest. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's not him. And then he's like, well, where would you play? Like maybe in the room, maybe in the hallway, and maybe you know he's like, well, okay. And this who is you, day one. This is day one. I planned it out. I planned out the whole continue. Yeah. So he's like, well, good luck getting people to play. And I was like, you know, he doesn't need that. You he, don't, you don't he, know. Joe. Like you don't know. Joe. <laughs> yeah. And so I, uh, about a couple days later, after, um, we put on the post on Facebook that I had, uh, cancer and it was leukemia, which by the way, I broke Facebook that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically I had a thousand comments, 250, um, uh, messengers and then 250 texts mm-hmm. and so it, literally it was it took me all six months to get back to everyone so say for example you saw that i had cancer all of a sudden mm-hmm. went to your page and went to yours and the people mm-hmm. that you know also was like a trinkle offense or effect effect so it just kept going and going so it was like it spread like wildfire I correct mean, you do you literally don't stop and like it, it. You're you're just a freaking weirdo that and you love have, everybody yeah, and you want to be a fr- part of everybody's life. life. I sure do. Yeah, like I have friends of all like my friends and my city friends, I have my, my whatever friends. Yeah, you know, so I don't have like a core core group. I just have so many friends. Yeah, yeah, you really do. Okay, because so, you're just a friend to everyone. Correct. Yeah. So day one, Doctor Z, you're freaking them out because you're like, I'm playing bags. Your mom's like, Hell yeah, we're moving some, we're doing this. Like, let's go. Yep. Um, you're told you're going to be in the hospital for two to three months. Yep. And what starts happening the first time around? Okay. So, um, we make the, we make the, you know, put it on Facebook saying that, you know, got that. And so all of a sudden the, um, all my friends are like, you know, can we come visit? Can we come visit? So then people were visiting and then how the name Jojo Tuff came out. So a good friend of mine named Heidi Sheldon, and I uh, used to work with her at Cabela's, would see how much I was supporting my cousin wearing her Chelsea Tuff shirts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, put it on yep. my wall of, her face, of my yep. Facebook. So she put two, two, two together, and over the years of working at Cabela's, and just, you know, friends of mine caught on and would call me Jojo. And so she put Jojo and then Tuff from her mm-hmm. and put that on her wall. So she exploded, and it was like, "Hey, can I take that?" She's like, "Yeah, you can tag it. Yeah, as long as you don't try and make money off of it." Like, and so everyone else was putting on their on their walls. So that's how the name Jojo Tuff came alive. Okay, and that was right in the beginning. There, that was right in the beginning. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, because I, I I literally don't remember not seeing that from the beginning. So yeah, yeah, and so yeah, my like she, she Heidi has created so many cool things. For me, from like a beer stein or boxing mm-hmm. gloves, mm-hmm. Um, and so that Jojo Tuff logo literally has been a market. I mean, I, I'm on my my nickname is on everything from hats, yeah. coffee mug, uh, bumper stickers, yeah, um, t-shirts, uh, fishing rods. I mean, just yep. you name it. I've got everything out there. Okay, so we're in the hospital. We're told we're two months. How did how did things start going there? Good, actually, in a weird way. But okay. and then I was learning about the medicine world and the chemo world, mm-hmm. and so. What is chemo? Because here's the, I, for, I, I kid you not, I didn't realize that chemo and radiation 
are we're did, different. Oh yeah, completely. So radiation is, is basically electronic. They zap you. Yep, but they don't like zap you like like in the cartoons. We're like, Ooh. yeah, no, you're so chemo is no like it's not like a medicine. It's more of a radiate. Um, Chemical. Le- le- elect- electrical le- electronic field that comes in and zones in on say like when I had the tumor in 2018 um, in my head and they basically would zone in on that area and then zap it to try to break the cells up correct that, okay. and that was radiation that was radiation chemo what that does it runs basically it's a say atomic bomb going through your body and killing off yeah. those cancer cells. Like, and it kills off, it doesn't discriminate. It's kind of like Roundup. It kills all the cells, which, which is why, Correct. which is why, that was a really good analogy. Thank yes. you. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Um, that's why it also affects your immune system, correct? Yep. Okay. So it just basically. So it breaks down your immune system. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause it, cause it, it, Lower, it lowers everything. Because it kills indiscriminately. Yep. Kills everything in, in its path. Just like a, like a, like a, um, uh, atomic about, bomb. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so, w- what treatments did you start with? So literally, that we started off with with chemo. Um, we did try a, a big twenty four hour bag one night. Um, that actually got really scary. And so it's delivered via IV, correct? Oh yeah. So I. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back it up. I had a. I learned about something called a port, and so basically it was a little device or not say uh, mechanical device that was in my chest and then I had lines and then we would hook it up to the pole and I called it my stripper pole and I would of course you did yeah. yep and so <laughs> we'd watch chemo go from the bag to from the stripper pole from the stripper yeah. pole <laughs> to my basically my port so basically so you didn't have to get a shot every time or something like that or, it was, it was, it was, or, or take a medicine yeah. No, I named an IVM arm. I had it right yeah. here in my chest. I had porticast. I've had uh, ports. I've had pick lines. Um, I've had just about everything. Okay. So you start with the thing up here. Yep. And then, so chemo's delivered via like an IV bag. Correct. And you just, just made it drip the atomic bomb into your system. Correct. Okay. And that was on a Friday night and it was kind of scary because, again, I'd never done it before. Didn't know what the effects were. And I went from being all ready. I had my dad just drove in from Virginia, Minnesota, where he was working at the time, and my brother and two good girlfriends of mine, and our nurse, and it was Lindsay. And all of a sudden, I froze and I couldn't breathe, hmm. and that got really scary. And so we we stopped it, and then uh, we started off with smaller bags of chemo, and then waited about a week until we did the the big twenty four hour atomic bomb one. Okay. So that means you literally have this bag of chemo dripping into you for 24 hours straight. Correct. I'm assuming you feel like shit afterwards. Oh, yeah. You sure do. Like the next day, like I was trying to show people, you know, from the little bags, but when I did the big bags, as much as I was showing people how much I was eating. So when I went, when I was first sick, I weighed at 190 with about 5 to 6% body fat. You were, you were very, very fit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up losing in, in 30 days. 30 days and all. Yeah, in 30 days I lost, or two weeks, I should say, two weeks. Two weeks I lost uh, 30 pounds. Yeah. And as much as I was showing people how much I was eating and people were bringing food in, I was just eating, but then I would throw up in front of them mm-hmm. or when they weren't around because I was embarrassed of throwing up in front of people. It's kind of gross too. But uh, yeah. And then um, while I was at Methers, it was basically all, all chemo. And then, uh, 
So 2017, basically was all chemo. And then, um, and what made it, okay, so while I was there and having so much fun, yes, I said fun, Mm -hmm. um, was you guys all, all the Jojo Tough supporters that came in and you literally know, when you're going through cancer, you you find out who your friends are. Mm -hmm. And every single friend of mine showed up. Hmm. Didn't matter if it was in the hospital a card, cards to my family members. I mean, I, they were getting fan mail as much as mm-hmm. I was getting fan mail mm-hmm. um, to um, friends that I haven't seen in five, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years uh, coming out of the woodworks and either phone call or Facebook or, yep. or whatnot or sending me videos or, you know, just something to brighten me up. Um, and so, or saying, Hey, you're on our prayer list over here at our church, yeah. which is super cool. It was just like, Oh my gosh, like I haven't talked to that person in 10 years. Like, wow, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, all of a sudden your army gets stronger and stronger and all of a sudden they're your Jojo Tuffians. Mm-hmm. And so, um, or whatever, you know, whatever you need, you need. Yeah. And so like I said, kind of, I know we have limitation on, on time. Oh, we're good. Don't you worry about it, brother. Oh, okay. So, literally, I would have bag, big bag tournaments. Yep. Um, in, when I got the ALK, I'd around the 4th of July to go outside and play. Yeah. Because I, I'd be around organics. As long as I was, I was, let's go back, and, you know, when we, had, when we were going through COVID, we had to be super careful. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, I was COVID prepped before. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, so thank things you. were coming around. Thank you, But yet, you know, wearing what? gloves yeah. and a mask. And as long as I was outside, that's what I had to do. So we would play tournaments, anything from or from um, family members or friends that would come play. We had tournaments outside on the new patio area to security guards that were on their break, um, nurses and doctors that were on their breaks or whatever, or other patients, family members like, hey, we've noticed you playing over here. Do you mind if we play? I'm like, yeah, sure. And sure enough, I ended up making the little local like pamphlet paper for the Methodist Hospital. <laughs> of course, you did. Yeah, and literally, uh, for I mean, yeah. if you're going to be in the second the hospital, why sit there and, and be bored or going? Oh, I got oh, I got no one to come visit me. Why mm-hmm. have have fun with it? Mm-hmm. And that's what I said. Like when when I was first diagnosed, we're going to have fun here. It and goes we, it goes back to the first time I met you. You said, "Yeah, I was attacked by a polar bear." I mean, like if that it, doesn't set the the precedence for your just level of you doing you, I don't know what does. Like that just took me completely by surprise. Yeah, and so yeah, so I'm like, yeah, throwing throwing the bone. I mean, to make the the, the situation a little better, you know. Yeah. And so, um, when you why did like when some people go for like their chemo, they're not inpatient. Why were you inpatient? Um, because one, uh, they Great had question. to go. Yep, they. I was in or I was a pa- inpatient because of how many bags I had to do mm. and they wanted to make sure I was still alive. And so, um, it's just a protocol. So when you, after you, you spend your time in the hospital, you end up being an outpatient then yep. and then going in once a week or twice a week where you're not getting it every single day, every single hour of the day. But you were getting it so much, so every fast. single day, so fast. I mean, literally from the moment I was in there, to the moment I left, like it was on chemo all the time in 2017. Is, was it because of the levels? That um, and my, my blood levels? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So then like looking back, like say like five years ago and like a month. <laughs> yep. So, like looking back, 
did you, if you looked back, did you see signs prior to when you got really tired or really sweaty, really hot? I mean, that prior, like, week before finding out, I said I was getting so, I mean, I just thought it was like a summer flu. But it was nothing, nothing else that like no. was like, huh, maybe I should go to the doctor. Uh, I, he's a typical dumb dude. He Googled it first and he's like, I'll well, be fine. And also, I'm fine. Like, I, I, See, I'm fine. You're such an optimist that yes. it's like, yes. Did, like, if you take the optimist hat off just for a second, just for a moment, like, mm-hmm. was there anything internal that maybe like put a flag up but you didn't want to admit it? Yes and no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one, it's not that I don't mind going and getting, seeing the doctor or whatever, but I was just selfish. I was like, ah, it's just a summer flu. I mean, those are it's easy nothing. to take. I'll be fine. Nothing. I'll be fine. Yeah. Take some yeah. panel, you know, but then think about checking my temperature. Didn't think, I mean, yeah. like I said, I wasn't throwing up or having diarrhea. I just thought it was just because it was just so hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like I said, I was drinking a lot of water and Gatorade. And you're a hard worker, so you're busting your ass. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's landscaping. So yeah. it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not like if your body hurts or if you're sweating a lot, it's like, well, you might that's a typical day on the job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was, um, how do you know that you beat cancer? Like when you say I beat it five yeah. times, how do you know? Okay. So, um, when I beat cancer the first time in, on December 6th of 2017, that just, that freaking blows my mind that he says the first time, like I just, well, yeah. sorry you, to interrupt. That no, just, that's fine. It's crazy. And so, um, we went in for blood work and saw that numbers were rising. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, back the story up a little bit before that. So um, in August of 2017, uh, we had to go and do uh, some blood matching because um, we had to find out for something before I got transferred to the U of M. Um, so I went from, I was at Methodist for two months, mm-hmm. got, and then was uh, as an outpatient um, in the middle or around August time. We had to go to... Um, and learn something about uh, be the match. Hmm. Yep. So what be the match is is a place that basically collects your your blood sample and finds a you're, you're basically a donor. They, they find the match. Yeah. Be the match, which is over here in Minneapolis, over next mm-hmm. to Target Field. Yep. Twins. Yep. And they um, look for a host that needs a new life. Hmm. And so what you would have, my, my siblings, so we learned about Be The Match before going to the U of M. And the reason why I went to the U of M, because that's where they do bone marrow uh, transplants. At Methodist, they don't do transplants. Okay. And so, um, sorry about the backstory on that one. No, it's good. Um, and so when we learned about Be The Match, everyone's like, oh, let me send my stuff. And we're like, oh, wait, we're going to try my siblings first. And again, being the middle child of you know the three of us, um, my my siblings Sam and Melissa went in and or actually they didn't go in they, they had to register so what you do is you go beathematch.com and they send you a package with three cotton swabs you swab out your mouth send it back and then um, and they feel like oh I don't know my blood type well just ask your local doctor what your blood type is and and then you can fill out that form online and then they'll call, either call you right away, say, hey, we found a donor. Mm-hmm. Might call you the next day or weeks, months, years. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my gosh, I forgot. So I let that. me ask you a question. The, you were going to be the match because you were looking for a possible bone marrow transplant. Yes. And then that's why your your siblings uh, volunteered to obviously do the cotton swab and all that stuff. Yep. Because statistically, they're probably the most 
Matchable. Compatible. Yes. Yes. So matchable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Compatible. Um, and so weirdly, and it's very rare that this happens. Uh, they matched, or the three of us matched at a hundred percent. Wow! And crazy part, I've talked to triplets at clinic over the years, and or just one this this triplet, and one of the the two matched at a hundred percent. Twins, yes, they 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 were a hundred percent match. But um, and then you can use, say, you don't have any siblings and you're the only child. You could use a family member, but they're not going to be a hundred percent. They might be fifty, sixty percent, but they run a higher number of, mm-hmm. of the match so you have more life. Mm-hmm. So I had my siblings um, and uh, they were literally, Sam went up to bat um, in 2017 on September 27th. And so uh, when you get a bone marrow transplant, they consider that as your birthday. Mm-hmm. So now that I have my original birthday, which is December 19th, but I have hint, two. hint. Yeah, <laughs> I have two more. So I had. So I just turned forty on December nineteenth. Um, this past September twenty seventh, I turned four, and then this past February nineteenth, I when we did my sister, I turned two. Mm-hmm. So four or forty four and two. <laughs> so yeah, crazy. So they consider that as your as your birthdays. I know I, I get hackled by my family. Like you can't celebrate both birthdays. Bullshit! Yeah, yeah. You're like, Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I literally yeah. go get a cake from Hy-Vee and put a little saying on there: yep. "Happy Transplant Day." You know, you turned four or whatever. Yeah. And so, but um, yeah, that was just the the start of it right there. I'm um, getting that done, but I suggest everyone do that because, like I said, you're going to save a life. You can believe yeah. it or not. That's really cool and super cool. Now it doesn't hurt. Uh, back in the days, like it used to be before they really put like the, uh, the study and try and make it easier on people. So what they do for the donors, so the only ouch part is basically they stick a one needle rod in one arm and then they'll stick another needle rod in the other arm and then there's a machine about the size of your um, of your board here. So, here. so about 18, 24 inches. Yeah, yeah yep, yep. it's called an apparatus machine. And what this apparatus machine will do is it collects all your cells spins it and then collects your whites and then puts your reds back into you. So for about five, five and a half hours, you're sitting in front of this machine and getting your blood uh, coagulated. And uh, yeah. So my brother was up to bat and he basically um, was able to donate four pints. And I, so they have two more pints at the U of M in their freezer for me. And uh, we used uh, two so far of his pints, um, one was for the transplant, and that took about 45 minutes um, at a slow rate. Mm-hmm. And then in the winter of 2018, I had to get some blood, and so we used up his blood, or not used part of his blood, so mm-hmm. we used two rounds of it. And then, uh, but um, before I move forward and skip a lot of things, um, so 2017, as hard as it was, but it was actually a lot of fun mm-hmm. because you guys all made fun. And then we had my big um, first benefit over there at Boondocks up there, not Seago. Mm-hmm. And we had a volleyball tournament. We had bags tournament. And literally, I've never been married yet. And there was 800 people from 8 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. And we had, I mean, this was like the biggest thing. And I actually got the biggest 
Um, I'm going to educate a lot of people. Now, there's the word selfie. That means uno. You're taking it by yourself. But when you say two of you, we call it a twosie. Because why being like, oh, let's take a selfie together. No, because you're in it. So that makes it two of you. If you have three or more, say, hey, let's take a group shot. Or you can call it 3Z if you want. But like I said, if you have three or more, let's do it. I don't think you're going to change Sarah's mind on this one. It's a self. I'm perplexed. I'm, I'm like, a- I can see Sarah's mind going over there. She's like, I'm not changing my terminology. So <laughs> during, no, during, no. during the, that benefit, I ended up taking the, the biggest crowd of group picture of 300 or more people wow. from the volleyball stand. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was back in August of 2018 when we found out that it, my siblings were my match. And we, the benefit was amazing over there. And we've had numerous benefits over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to say thanks to Don and Dion for allowing me to have all these benefits Absolutely. over there. So thank you. Where is that again? So Up there in Otsego, Minnesota. Boondocks. It's called Boondocks Bar and Grill. And who, who are the owners? Don and Dion. Don and Dion. We're going to make sure they get Go over. We're going to drop some cred on this for yes. sure. So the ref of one one there, and but and and uh, thirty nine, right on. But um, like I said, they've had a lot of benefit parties for me, and which is so so cool and so grateful for. And like I said, I mean, can't thank you guys enough, and everyone out there too as well. So Absolutely. I want to just ask some more questions to move us down yep. the timeline a little bit. Yep. Because, because we could literally spend the next seventeen years talking about all the all the procedures and stuff. Yep. But. What I what I was thinking about was like you've you've beat cancer now five times. You're a five time cancer survivor. Correct. Um and we've I mean you've you've traveled for you've gone to Seattle for your T cell. No, no, it's car car T. Car T car T. Yeah. So I'll back it up. So I've done every kind of treatment out there. So two thousand eighteen in the spring, um, what I did was something called intuzumab. So that was a, a therapy treatment when I came back the second time. And uh, basically, he was carrying around a bag that had the medicine in there. And every two days, I'd have a in-home nurse. Um, again, I was in the hospital for 15 days. Um, and weight-wise, I, w- I was feeling better. But I only lost like 15 pounds, not 30 pounds at that point. Um, but um, like I said, uh, so I was on Tuzumab in the spring of 2018. And then I beat it on August 1st. Yeah, August 1st of 2018, beat cancer. So now I'm a two-time champion at that point. Mm-hmm. And then... I would have quit at that time. I'm just saying, I'm a two-peat, I'm good. No, nope. Joe's like, nope, I'm no, going for the... Fi- the, the know, I'm going for the group shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but still, like, I mean, I, I didn't want to be that normal cancer patient, like have pity parties for myself and feel bad and watching hair. Girls, I can understand that losing your hair and your chest is a big identity or just doing over, like mm-hmm. having over cancer. Like, yeah, that's, that's mentally, that's a tough one for, for women. For guys, we're normally bald. So, <laughs> you know, we get bald at some point in our life. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I'm not sure about you and I, but <laughs> I mean, I have. But, um, and so, like I said, I've, I had fun with cutting my hair. Yeah. And now I'm watching other friends of mine who had cancer or so going through cancer and having fun with shaving their hair. And my friend Holly Reese... Um, she would come into the hospitals or I'd go to her shop when I was out of the hospitals and we'd do designs of my hair. Mm-hmm. And so... Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've so seen a bunch of those. Over, over all the years, we still have so much fun. And like you find the silver lining when it's, for most people, it's 
impossible to find the just, silver just lining. Just by even yeah. calling your your uh, hospital rooms, your hotel rooms. Yeah, right. And like, you know, that was a funny thing too when I was at Methodist. You know, a lot of the nurses and doctors didn't know who I was. And it's not like I'm anyone famous, but... Uh, You're Jojo Toth. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they would watch people walking from nine in the morning till nine o'clock at night. Like, is he like some sort of like baseball player or something? Are you, are you selling <laughs> drugs out of your out of your room? Yeah. And my mom's like, you know, and she's like, no, he's just Joe. He just knows a lot of people. And so like the, that door never was a, was, it was a revolving door at, yeah. not that it's, and at the U of M the first time. But over the years, yes. So um, there, there's... I know. Did you have a... No, no, you're fine. You have, you, I have a couple more questions. Oh. You're going to cut me off and I'm not ready to be cut off yet. I was going to cut you off. Nope. Cut you off. So when you go in, like, so you've beat it once, you beat it twice, three times, Times, four four times, times, five times. times. I just don't want to cut it off quite yet, Will. No, you're good. Um, That doesn't mean you're out of the woods. This is where I was going with it. It's the same thing I was going to say. And so... Just saying. Yeah, not out of the woods. I mean, right now I'm in one year and six months in readmission. Wow, congratulations. Um, Like I said, so I did... In 2018, did two different kinds of therapy treatments, and then when I came back in the summer of 2019, um, I was doing a maintenance of chemo, um, and then the reason why we went out to Seattle, Washington in the fall of 2019 was because my doctor um, had some hookups out there, and um, I got into something called the CAR T-cell therapy, and so I went from doing tr- therapy treatments to the CAR-T. Now, what is different about this CAR-T, so again, now I was on that end of the uh, aspiratus machine, and they were they basically taking out my own cells out of me, quadrilating them with the CAR-T, and then putting them back into me. So in real time, they were sucking out your Cells, your blood, whatever the hell you want to yep. call it, and then they would they would take it out, clean, mi- it. clean it, mix it with the CAR T, and then the next day um, I had to go into the hospital and at the at what at the University of Washington Hospital, and um, yeah, and then so where they did the where they got the CAR T was from a place called Fred Hutchinson. Um, basically, it's uh, part of their cancer center area, mm-hmm. but that's where they do all like their labs and all that. Mm-hmm. So the Fred Hutch. Um, out there in Seattle, Washington. Um, and so my mom and I were out there for two months. And thank God we have family out there. So um, we went out there and hung out with them for about a week and a half. Out, They live about 40 minutes east of Seattle. So they're up in the mountains in... Um, oh, you, I bet you loved that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you guys ever get a chance. Like, That's get your, your jam. That place, is it's beautiful out there. I mean, mountains galore everywhere. Yeah. I mean, imagine putting Duluth... See, or Duluth... Minneapolis and St. Paul together and putting them on steroids. You got yourself Seattle, the, the Seattle area. Nice. Now I want to go visit. Yeah. Me too. I mean, literally, you're like, and the funny thing, so I went in for blood work before the, doing the CAR-T, and I first time meeting my my um, my team, my nursing team up there at the uh, Seattle Cancer Alliance building, and I'm looking out the window, I'm like, Mom, this looks like, like Duluth, and I was just up in Duluth a month back in September with some friends and showing them around there. And one of the nurses, she's like, what you know about Duluth? I go, what you know about Duluth? She's like, I'm from there. My parents live there. I'm like, what are you doing out here then? She's like, oh, I'm a traveling nurse. I'm like, no way. She's like, yeah, I just traveled out here and then I'm liking it. And so I stayed out here. 
Minnesotans were everywhere. Yeah. Can't get Even though you're, you're you're still you're a Minnesotan, but you're a big Cubbies fan. And, we, we, haven't talked, fan. we haven't talked about how big of a Cubs fan yeah. you are, but that's that's okay. Cubs or Bears? Uh, oh, by the way, Cubs, Cubs, Cubs is baseball. Bears, Bears are football. Football. Speaking of the Cubs, real fast. Um, back in uh, 2017, that's where the W. Now uh, that's where the W is coming from. Yeah. So reason why the W. So uh, as a Cubs fan, so back in the days. Uh, when uh, the whole uh, prohibition and all that stuff, or not prohibition, um, during, uh, oh, I can't think of it. Yeah, back in the days when they, people couldn't afford things. And so. The Depression. Great the Depression. depression. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, they would, when the Cubs would win, they would raise a W saying that they won. And if they lost, they raised an L. And so when I was in the hospital, friends of mine from Minnesota to Chicago know how much of a big Cubs fan. And so they got connected or they connected with the Cubs, sent emails like, who's this Jojo tough guy? Like you got about the 10th person calling in or, or, or yeah. emailing us. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's just a friend of mine. She's going through cancer. And, um, and so I got a package from the Chicago Cubs with a W flag. And then wow. also a bunch of Cubs gear. And then on top of it, uh, Anthony Rizzo, who used to play for the Cubs, uh, when he was a rookie, he actually had cancer as well. So oh. he has a foundation. And so uh, he sent me like an autographed picture and a typo, like uh, a thing or type thing. Um, just saying, hey, we're thinking praying for you from the Rizzo Foundation. And so I've carried that W flag mm. yeah. from any hospital yep. to Washington and mm-hmm. supporting that. And then it went from being a W, just a regular W flag, to now this new brand that my friend Mike Bellin put together that has a W and basically, you know, has the um, Jojo Tough and then the ribbon on there. Yeah. So I have an orange, ri- I have an orange yep. flag, Jojo cool. Tough flag that has, still has a W on it. So every time I would have a winning thing going on, I would support that flag. So what are you doing these days? So I'm, I'm, I'm like for fun. Like yep. I, I know you're, you're still not out of the woods, like Sarah said, and you're always you're always diligent. Yep. So again, doing the cartoon. I'm gonna go back to with the cartoon. So I, I um, did that on Seattle. Came back, was feeling great. Did his, did my second bone marrow transplant with my sister, um, and everything went kosher and great with that. And she was able to donate uh, a pint, and that took about 15 minutes on February 19th of uh, 2019, right before. Or of 2020. And the crazy part of the, those years, so being out in Seattle, my mom and I actually, and watching the news at the end of the night, we, towards the end of our travels, we came home on December 17th of 19, and we saw all this red going on in China, meaning COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Hopefully it doesn't come here to the States. And then we left, and then around New Year's, it hit the Seattle area because they do so much business mm-hmm. with China but didn't quite hit my hospital or my clinic yet. It hit a smaller old folks' homes and another hospital on the other side of the city, which I had to go to at night for blood work at, 10, at 8 o'clock at night. Um, but more or less, um, yeah, we literally watched the future happening out there. Mm. And then we left, didn't get COVID, and then got in the hospital. And then here, here in the Midwest, we didn't have the COVID restrictions yet. And so I was still able to have fun in the hospitals and have visitors come and go and all that. And um, did my second bone marrow transplant with my sister, and we said happy birthday on February nineteenth. So it's my third birthday, and then uh, it didn't quite hit us until what uh, twenty of March, mm-hmm. yeah. around St. Patrick's week. Yep. And so I passed. I mean, it was just like wow, we saw the future happening. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just nuts. And then um, I was in my longest streak of eight months of being in remission in in twenty twenty. 
and then literally two or three days before going back out to Seattle for a recheck, um, we found out that my cancer, we, I just went in for blood work and found out my numbers had dropped and that my cancer came back. And we, as we're going out to Seattle then, they're like, well, you were supposed to be out here for a recheck not to see if you can get the CAR-T again. Like, what the heck? Hmm. So out there and say, well, we went to Seattle because um, down at Mayo, uh, even though I had 30% uh, in 2019, I had 30% of cancer going, they wanted 40% and I was too old because mm-hmm. I was, you know, what, 30, 38 at the time. And so uh, we went out to Seattle because they wanted 5% and there was no age restriction. Mm-hmm. But now going out there for the second time for a recheck, I was only at about 1% and I wasn't quite at 5%. So we came back here in 2020 um, at the U of M, and they actually had a second version of the CAR-T, um, and that's where they would take, say, complete strangers, say, say Will, mm-hmm. they took your cells, quadrilated them with the CAR-T, and then put them into me. Hmm. So we did that um, around uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Well, I had to do it solo, again, because the COVID hit. Yeah, now, now the restrictions are in place. Yep. Yep. And so I basically was in the hospital around Thanksgiving, which is, you know, one, it, it was, I felt fine and secure. I did get COVID in there, but it lost taste and smell. And then also um, I had to eat Thanksgiving by myself, mm-hmm. not with family or any friends or even with like a nurse. Like I was that in the restriction in there. Um, also, I couldn't even taste my, my friends of mine actually sent me up. I think it's a homemade meal and I couldn't even eat, eat it or taste it because I had COVID. And then, and then that's, I think we did that podcast or did the uh, zoom when mm-hmm. I was in there. Yep. Yep. And, uh, so that was tough. And I was in a different room than in my normal river view. Cause the river view, you just get more sun. You'd enjoy, you see a lot of cool things. You didn't ask for an upgrade. I, I tried <laughs> and I was, but that room was full. And so I was in a darker room. And yeah. So, Literally, kind of depression kind of hit a little bit. And that was mm-hmm. probably my in twenty twenty of of November. Um, that was uh, that was a hard one. Mm-hmm. And so, and I couldn't leave my room, so I couldn't even walk around the area. Like I had to stay in my room, and I felt like a jailmate. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is yeah. Yeah, like well, we can put a a, um, a treadmill in here or something. Like, no, not the same. Not the same. Not the same at all. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Joe, what's you have a lot of things. On your wrists. Yep. So. And I'm going to take a picture of these because I think it's, there's just a hey, lot of Hey, and by the way, as much as my brother calls me Johnny Depp, I'm not trying to be like Johnny Depp, okay? No. <laughs> it's too soon. Too soon on the Johnny Depp thing. <laughs> so. Um, you need oh, more rings if you're going to try to be Johnny Depp. Yeah. Right. Um, so over, over my years, um, I've, I've had my own JoJo Tough bracelets and, and my friend Carrie um, she put them all together in different versions. So like this one says, I like, conquer from within, Jojo Tough. And, and then there's um, basically um, uh, on the inside, if you can feel them, you can feel like one, two, three, four, and five all crossed out. Um, so she designed cool. she designed all these bracelets over the yeah. years, the different ones for me, which I really much appreciated. And, and everyone's been purchasing, purchased them over the years. So other friends of mine have jumped on this bandwagon. And they've been, these bracelets all been around. So like, like these are all for different ones. Like there's a friend of mine for a military one, for a man, his cancer, another cancer one, another cancer one. Basically, they're all cancer ones. And then I have mine. 
and then my friend the Millers and, and some other people have made me um, one's uh, other bracelets, same from Hobby Lobby, and saying like this one's saying you're going to change the world. Another one says you've changed the world. Mm. Um, my friend um, Becky Booker, she made me this bracelet. Just a lot of. I want you to read the top one. You can say what it says. Oh, wait, the top one. It says you're going to change the world. No, no, the one I can see. Yeah. We're right there. Which the, one? That, that, that one. Oh, my, mine? what does it say with the white beads? Oh, this one, yes. Yeah, go ahead and the, say the, it. That's one that, that uh, Stacy made uh, when I beat cancer the third time. It says, uh, fuck cancer. Yes, fuck cancer. Um, it says, uh, three time champion. And then it says, love you, Tim and Stacy. Yeah, nice. that's awesome. So that's when I beat cancer the third time. Yep. So that was in um, spring of 2019. How often um, do you get checked? Like, like I, so how often do you do blood work? Now that things have kind of spiraled down, I was supposed to go once a month um, now that I've been feeling better. But since uh, May situation, we'll get mm-hmm. into that in a second here, um, I've been going in twice, three times a week. So this this week, um, mom and I had on Tuesday actually, just from the start. By the way, a shout out to all the caretakers out there. Yeah, you don't realize how much work and dedication. And so over my years, until like Seattle, I really started zoning in on what my mom has done for me as a caretaker. Mm. And so what I'm saying is, these caretakers start. You gotta understand, they start their day either an hour or two or maybe three hours earlier because they're trying to prep up and get themselves ready mm-hmm. and then get the dogs out, out or get food up. And then while you're still sleeping and, and waiting for them to pick you up or, or um, saying, hey, you need to sleep for a little bit because you have a longer day in, in, the, in the office slash clinic or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, I, back in 2019 when we got to Seattle watching my mom, Literally, if we had an appointment, say, at 6.30 in the morning, she would get up at 4.30, get herself ready, change breakfast ready, wake me up, get myself ready, and then we'd be out the door by 6 o'clock so we can be at clinic by 6.30. Mm-hmm. You know, from here to, from Minneapolis to Seattle. And I really zoning in. And then what she has to do, so um, right now I've been at their place out in Buffalo, so I'm kind of seeing more and more of the picture, but I've always also knew what she was doing beforehand. So they live in Buffalo. I live out in New Hope, and that's about a, a forty-five minute drive. Mm-hmm. So she has to get herself up early, get her, her dogs fed, and get them outside for a little bit. And then she say I have an appointment at seven. Like this past uh, uh, Tuesday, I had an a appointment at, at seven thirty at the U of M. So we left the house about six fifteen, six thirty, get the dogs to uh, doggy daycare over in Medina, mm-hmm. and then that takes like ten minutes or whatever. And then get back on the road and then sit in traffic and, and then get to the U by 7.30. And then be there for anywhere from two hours to we are actually were there for eight hours. We had mm. a full eight-hour day. And by the time we left the U, it was about like 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 3 o'clock. And then we sat in traffic. And then we're like, hey, let's get an early dinner. So we stopped or in Plymouth and got some tacos, Taco Tuesday. So we got some tacos and then picked up the dogs and then got back home at 6.30. So we had 6.30 a.m. 12-hour day. Yeah. Just out of the house, not even... Not even at the clinic. Like waking up, getting the dogs taken care yeah. of, like household things. Yeah. So uh, shout out to those to those amazing 
Yeah. Um, caretakers, like I said, I mean, they start their days a lot earlier than those. So thank you, mom. I love you very much. And I, like I said, everyone take care of your caretakers because uh, they, and they have to do all the paperwork too. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, they have to make sure that your insurance is covering uh, the CAR-T or mm-hmm. um, you're getting your meds, making sure that your meds lined up and for, for the week or for the day, mm-hmm. putting those together um, to um, just making sure that insurance is going to cover that certain pill mm-hmm. that you have to get or just a lot, a lot of paperwork too. That could be its own podcast and it's on its own, just about like insurance and how that works Yep. with such a disease i mean like i said just a lot of, yeah it's more you know yeah that could be another another topic uh on that one yeah um but uh yeah good shout out to the those those caretakers i just want to put Absolutely. that out there real quick before we forget before you jump into restaurants will can i ask one final question yep <laughs> He's like, of course um, how, like you've gone through more in the last five years than I think many people would ever want. Right. How do you keep your mindset up? How do you keep your so that's, demeanor you know, up? It's been tricky. And right now, um, so yeah, I'm feeling great and alive, but now I'm dealing with, uh, basically side effects stuff. And I knew about these two over the years of hearing about that you can get side effects with this and that, but I didn't realize how soon it was going to happen. So as my siblings were my donors. I inherited their allergies, right? Oh. Right, because I got their DNA. Interesting. Right. So, like, my brother, he has all season allergies, so I collected his allergies. This is actually allergies at one time in 2018 when I was having these tumors actually saved my life Um, because it was wintertime and didn't, and it was starting to snow. I was deer hunting. I was getting all these headaches and come find out. And I called him up, like, hey, are you getting a lot of headaches? He's like, yeah, I'll just take like two or three Advil a, a week and you'll be fine. I'm like, or, you know, you get like the headaches, like three, I'm like, yeah, it's like part of my winter allergies. I go, all right. But then I got, when got checked out on the last day of deer hunting and they find out there was a tumor growing on my brain. And so we ended up doing target radiation on that one. But like I said, his allergies saved my life. And then I have my sister now as my donor. And so there's a disease that your doctors want you to get as, as, um, as they are your, your donors. And I never got with my brother. But now I've got it with my sister, something called graft versus host disease. Again, um, what graft versus host disease is, so I'm, I'm the host, and they're coming in, and they're fighting off the cancer, which is great. That's what your doctors want. But at the same time, my body's going, whoa, 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 who the fuck are you trying to enter Joe's body? And so she's fighting off two entities and causing all this drama. So you can get, so last year of 2021, um, I had some swollenness going on in my feet and neuropathy really bad and just a lot of craziness. So I had to, like go through physical therapy and re- learn how to walk and get my balance back because mm-hmm. I, I had lost all of that. And which is just nuts and mind blowing to hear that one too. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm a walking dictionary, uh, you know, not having my doctor degree, but people are like, you know so much like yeah you should be a doctor. I'm like, ah, let's start off being a nurse first, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but um but more or less, um, so right now, I've been, so January, I got her allergies, and I was like, all right, looked on certain foods to eat, and, and then, um, but I'm back, I'm backlogging something. Uh, last year, I started noticing my vision was getting a little blurry, but I was like, all right, fine. 
and then I went to a Pearl Vision over here in Maple Grove and come find out I have cataracts, but, and they're like, oh, it's not that bad thing about getting surgery later in life. I'm like, all right, cool. And then once went on, and then by December, I pulled the plug and decided to go to the U of M to go see what was wrong. And like, yeah, you got, you got this. I'm like, yeah, I know that. Like, All right, cool. You got yourself a heads up on that again. Um, but you also have um, dry, dry eye, like the old Ben Stein. You're like, I'll never give dry eye Ben Stein. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> and so what, that would cause my eye vision to be more cloudy mm-hmm. and blurry. And it's not like I'm blind, blind. Like I can see, but it was just, so they like, all right, we're going to set you up with these glass contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, to help out and get moist so your eyes would be dry as heck. And then, but I also was having, um, so my left eye looks like I'm more tired than my right uh, because there was so much going on back there and there was some inflammation going on Mm -hmm. that would cause these little, like eye crusties, but in the back, imagine having little eye crusties in the back of your cornea and retina and just ripping on the back of your eye. And so there was so much, uh, I could have gone my whole life without hearing that analogy. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're learning new things in this world. That's, and, and, and I'm just hearing about it, and you actually had it. And have it still. Oh. And so they haven't worked on it yet. I'll and, stop my bitching now. I'll be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, do you, would you rather have that or have 50 bone marrow? Um, uh, um, um, neither. Uh, neither, Joe. I mean, you are a special human on this planet to... To be here, have a smile on your face, and and be able to, uh, we'll still freaking be here. Like, yeah, it's amazing. And like I said, it's a mind over matter game. I mean, honestly, you want the, you know, do you want to live or, you know, in back, um, cancer? Yeah, it sucks to hear that word, but it's a mind over matter game. And do you want to sit and feel pathetic for yourself, or do you want to have fun, and enjoy life that you got? And say you were told you got you know a year, might as well go on YOLO. You only live once, so you might as well go out with a bang and have fun, Boom. or just keep alive and show others how you stayed alive mm-hmm. and show them the same path. Um, and that was a thing. Like I wasn't trying to be this inspiring person when I first got sick. I was just like, hey, I don't want to watch everyone else go through their their sad. Like, but at the same time, girls, I understand it's a tougher thing. Mm-hmm. It's a little different when you have to shave your head or whatever. Mm-hmm. For us guys, like. You know, I don't know. I mean, no, don't, no, no. I, I, no, no. Don't, don't be like for us guys. We're str- no, dude. I would. No, I mean, I'm a fighter. Don't get me wrong. Like I would have done everything, but I don't know if I would be as uh, chipper as you are over there. Well, because you guys have made it so chipper, you know, Aww. and helped my life. Like everyone, I mean, anything from you know random text or a call or just hanging out or doing a podcast. Like, like I said, it was just a lot of great things that have come out of a lot of great people that have chippered me up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I'm going to be honest. There was two times where I wanted to give up, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2017, after my bone marrow with my brother, I uh, ended up getting really sick with, and it was something called the rhinovirus, doing chemo, mm-hmm. and I was spitting up in blood. I mean, I was in bad shape. Like, again, mm-hmm. after losing 30 pounds, I gained that 30 pounds back before going to the U of M the first time. And so, and then I ended up losing 40 pounds when I got into the U of M and I just felt like, I felt like death. Yeah. And so, and then, uh, the second time was actually, you guys all don't know this. Um, and I'm telling everyone now, some people do, but a lot of people don't know this. Remember when you guys did that little car parade? It was your birthday parade. Birthday parade not too long ago, like not the 40th, but my 39th. Yeah. Yeah. So I had all my family over because 
I just got out of the hospital after doing the second round of the CAR T, and I was down to like mm, like 145 pounds. Yeah, and I was super tired and super weak, and I actually was ready to give up that morning. Hmm. So when I heard that you guys are all outside, like that's why I invited my family. Like, I was ready to say goodbye, hmm. and then you guys all showed up and had 20 people out there with hats thrown oh, out dude, there. Oh, dude, there was way more than 20. Way more than 20 vehicles, yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah signs and, and whatnot. Balloons, Balloons and honking. And, yeah, and yeah. so you guys definitely brought up my spirit on that one. And so on a day that I wanted to give up, you guys didn't know this, but I appreciated that. Yeah. that There's drive. the universe again, man. Yeah. You guys, there you guys saved my life that day. Oh, well. Well, that was... That thank was, you. That That's... A, that's a collective. That was yeah. like your tribe showing up. Absolutely. Because like, I don't remember who put that call out to be like, my hey, friend we're, my friend Tina did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, we're going to do this birthday parade for Joe. Like, yep. it was a no brainer. It was like, great. What time do we go? Yeah. Awesome. And like I said, that, that morning on the 19th of, of 2020, yeah. you guys basically saved my life. I mean, you guys didn't know that, but I was ready to give up and say goodbye yeah. to my family inside. And then you guys all like, honking your horns and Joe we love you happy birthday yeah and I'm like yeah we were loud yeah yep and so, all right yeah but uh, like I said it's a mind for matter game yeah yeah. and so now I'm back or coming back with the side effects so the side effects are now I've had um, I had pneumonia really bad two years ago and that's coming back that had come back so um, that was you know something that I've got going on with myself and then two um, so now having the whole dry eye and vision, the vision and the right eye is great. Left eye right now without a contact, I can see the outline of you all, but you're all cl- We're blobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but I got the okay, um, um, the other day by my doc, my eye doctor, I guess by the state of Minnesota, if you have 20, 20 vision, one eye, you're fine to drive. So watch out world. Joe's on the road, <laughs> but no, I can see, it's not like I'm blind. I, I mean, I can see people, I can see cars and see everything. So, uh, so here's what I'm thinking, Joe. We would love to have you back for like round two, because yep. there's so much more to share. I yep. want to like on that one. Let's dive more into your book. Let's. Um, I don't want to because you're yep. writing a book. Yeah, I'm in the middle of writing a book, and start, I'm trying to start my own uh, foundation myself. Yeah. Um, and so let's let's um, after this, we're gonna join. Have you come back? And okay. We'll kind of dive Sounds into great. other topics. So we like to wrap up with um, your f- top five favorite restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be because it's the best food in the world or something like that. We have somebody who said it's Olive Garden because he used to go there with his mother all the time. So it doesn't have to be here locally. It can be wherever you want. So what do you got for us? What's, what's your number five? All right. Um, there's in, by the U of M there, off 4th and 14th, there's Tony's Diner. Mm-hmm. Great place, uh, great people, great owner. He's we actually just had uh, the, he makes so he's Greek, but he'll make like breakfast stuff too as well. And, and so he, he has like euros or euro omelet, and then around the corner uh, we go to Al's Breakfast Diner. Oh, so is that number four? Number four is Al's. Well, one yeah, two. What's yeah. the name of five? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Tony's Diner, and then around the corner is Al's Breakfast Diner. And is that like a 12-seater? Like, is that a, four, a really... For 14, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's literally the building is 10 feet wide. It's built, it was built in an alley. It's like 50, 60 years old. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny little building and you can literally walk by it without even knowing it. Yeah. 
but those are uh, our two spots that we go to. Um, Frankie's Pizza over in New Hope. New Hope. Yep. yep. Over in the corner. That's another spot. Uh, Fat Nats yes. right over there. Oh, yeah. That's my breakfast place. Um, and number five. Number, number five. Number five. Portillo's. Oh, right, wow. Right over here. Being from Chicago. I don't like their food. But I know. Okay. I know. I saw, I saw your yeah. I saw your TikTok <laughs> and you were like talking about some other sandwich joint yeah. that was way better. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, he's not Chicagoan. So he... He doesn't know. No. He doesn't know. Joe, you own that Portillo's. Yeah, I wish. Awesome. Shoot. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, we really appreciate you coming here today. I appreciate you guys inviting me and having me come back. We appreciate you. Thank you Thanks, so much. Everyone. And as always, and we out. Deuces. Tune in each week for more in-depth conversations about life behind the highlight reel. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you never miss an episode. For today's show notes, head over to lbthr.com. <laughs>